Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast. We're preserving the culture and traditions of the fire service is our priority. For more information, visit www.pintheq.com and subscribe to Pin the Q Productions on YouTube. It's our honor to showcase the best of the bravest. fire rescue uh so way back um in uh basically my high school days um i uh thought it'd be something interesting to do um and so i was uh was about a senior in high school when i went over to the firehouse and saw what was happening over there and um joined up and um enjoy my time there we're a small volunteer department kind of next to a larger city so um we got some mutual aid work out of that uh, but I quickly found out that um, we did a lot more medical calls than we did uh, fire calls. So I, uh, I got my EMT and eventually paramedic and worked in a pretty busy uh, city for a while and uh, moved up here to, to New Hampshire um, eventually where I, um, I continued on the, the EMS track um, all the way through uh, military and um, some management stuff. And uh, so the past couple of years I've been here uh, because it's uh, it's been a nice break from everything and uh, it's nice just to, to come to work and go home afterwards and um, uh, you know that the fire department afforded me that here talk about how important it is for you know new firefighters coming in to start looking at their paramedic obviously their EMT but their paramedic talk about that well so uh, paramedic really uh, when I got mine probably 18 years ago now um, it was really something that uh, not a lot of guys had. It was kind of the outlier, but um, now it's really becoming the sort of the standard. If you if you want to have a, a long-standing career around here these days, um, you really got to start moving to to the paramedic. Um, like I said, it's become that gold standard, um, and a lot of places expect that standard of care now. What does little to mean to you, bro? So Littleton's a, a great town here. Um, my prior to moving up here and having a job up here, my my wife and I and our family would come up here on vacation. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a quaint, um, kind of quintessential uh, New England town where it's got a nice main street. Um, you know, we've got five or six thousand people um, here, so it's really a nice small town. Um, we're at the right right at the doorstep of the uh, White Mountains. Um, so uh, we love to go hiking and, and things like that. So it's really, it's a perfect town for us. When new firefighters come in, especially with a tight-knit department like you have here, and, and you have to be, mm -hmm. what are your expectations of a new firefighter here? What do you tell them? 
Uh, so really the the new guys when they start here it's um, it's hit the ground running because like you said uh, we're pretty tight-knit and um, it's it's kind of a bare-bones crew around here so we run three guys to a shift um, which uh, works out most of the time but a lot of times you come up short too if you end up catching something um, so really when you start you have uh, you got about a month of kind of doing the third rider sort of thing um, but after that you're on shift um, while you learn and while you do your um, your sort of field training if you will so you, you've really got to um, be ready to go right right from the start what is it about Littleton as far as the community aspect what does that mean to you well so I mean community is very important here um, you know we've had uh, we've been on scenes where we're pretty stretched thin and all of a sudden a retired guy will show up and start running the pump for us and um, I think you know that's something you don't find a whole lot of other places uh, it's something that certainly you don't expect to find here but when it happens it's a great thing um, you know more hands uh, make light work so um, so that's great but you know the the people are behind us uh, in this community now um, they've recently voted to keep the, the EMS services in-house here with the fire department, which, um, which I think is a great thing. And, and it's great to see that kind of community support and um, great to see the community sort of support us as much as we want to support them. We have, uh, we have a great new um, chief on the staff who um, has really uh, kicked that into high gear. Um, but we have a lot of things that that kind of necessitate that too with all the the large businesses and corporations that we have in town that you don't necessarily find in the neighboring towns um, they really demand that we provide a level of service um, that can that can support having them in town so um, it's, it's great to be a part of it and even on the EMS side um, we're doing a, a lot of great things with that and um, and we have a great EMS director as well so um, for for a small town up here in northern New Hampshire I think uh, there's a lot of great things um, going for us and uh, you know bright future My name is Bill Tulip. I'm a firefighter for Littleton Fire Department. Um, been in Littleton all my life. So you've been here, uh, when did you start? 1965. Wow. So you've been in the fire department since 1965? Yes, I took uh, about 15 years off. My kids were growing up for okay. games and stuff like that. Yeah, but That's cool to see them grow and yeah, make sure you yeah. don't miss anything, right? Yeah. yeah. So, wow, you're a great person to talk to about the history of this department. Um, what was it like when you joined here in uh, 1965? When I joined here, we just barely got air packs. Okay. Okay. A Scott air packs. Um, and uh, we had a, a two, uh, I forgot what year they were, 59. Uh, they had a GMC and a Dodge, um, 500 gallon pumper. Oh, wow. And a 500 gallon tank. 
Then we bought a 1963, a brand new American LaFrance. And that was the newest we had. We had, uh, we had a ladder truck then that okay. was a, an old Chevy gas powered open cab. And then we went to a- it Must uh, got pretty cold here with open cab rig. Oh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, that would be a very cold, uh, very cold day. I mean, yeah. think I've read. Yeah, and then we went to a uh, um, a ladder, the American La France open cab, also because we had a main street fire and we burnt a couple of buildings down. Oh wow! In the town of Bethlehem, they had a um, aerial ladder and they brought theirs down and uh, they, it was set up the whole time. It was a long fire, long, like almost 24 hours. Of, yeah, fighting so, the fire. How many members did you have here when you started? Back then, we had. Uh, uh, let's see, six full time. They work two uh, two to a shift, but back then they worked like seventy two hours a week. Oh wow! Okay, um, but we had thirty three call department people. Wow! So yeah, we had a great call call department. A lot different than today. Oh yes, yes. Today we have about five active members. That's okay. It. Um, back back in the eighties, uh, and the, they, we had to limit the number of fire people or firefighters coming to a call so we had these duty crews every four weeks so, right yeah so you've seen quite a transition then. oh yeah 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 absolutely back then uh they didn't require as much um training schooling yeah. and training and all that stuff like fire one i got my fire one and that's like the time people started backing out because they didn't have time right and now it's even worse they're so busy all the time so you contribute that today the the lack of volunteerism because of the amount of training and requirements that are required yes and and people are a lot busier you sure, know, sure. Uh, they they spend a lot more time with their children um, you know sports sports have really been a big thing now and i think that's uh, one reason why they don't have time. I mean, and you mentioned it yourself, you stepped away for 15 years for that uh, yes. reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My so. girls were playing uh, soccer and uh, uh, field hockey and basketball. Right. I had three girls, so we had to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That three yeah. girls, you got your hands full then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're good kids. Yeah, That's I awesome. made them all drive at 450. Oh, wow. Diesel. That's great. <laughs> they'll, learn, they'll learn quick. Oh, yeah. They could all drive standard. So, brother, talk to me about. What it's like for you then personally to see the department grow this much and what's it like for you now to walk around here? Right now, um, I'm usually the first one here when they have a call, you know, they call it general. And um, I can't go on an ambulance because I don't have my EMT, but I'm working my EMR. Right. Um, but if they call and they need, like if they're on a fire or something like that, and they need the ladder truck or something, I'll bring it out, I can operate it. If they need the tanker, I'll bring the tanker, or another engine, or whatever. It's, it's a lot different. Sure. A lot different than it used to be. Has it been good for you to see the growth and the, uh, the amount of growth that's been going on in the department? Yes, yes. Uh, this department is like complete turnaround. When I come in and I, I can't remember once I walked out the door you know, after the call was over, nobody said thank you. Really? They do. They say thank you all the time. Wow. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Know? I mean, yeah. it, it's not even that you're looking for a pat on the back. It's just the acknowledgement that they understand <clears throat> and appreciate your time. Yes. That you're giving. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Tell me about this community. You, you've been here a long time. Tell me about the community. <laughs> yeah, I've been here all my life. Um, it's it's changed a lot. Originally. The fire department was privately owned by Eureka Hose Company Number One. No kidding. And then, yeah, and then the town decided that they they wanted to take it over, and uh, the guy that was the chief and he stayed on uh, 
to be the, the fire chief of the, the town, Littleton. Right, no kidding. Yeah, they had, we had, uh, I don't know what they, I've tried to find out what they did with the equipment, if they sold it or what. But, right, right. Um, yeah, that's how they started Littleton Fire. So you've seen then people come and go in your time here. Yes, uh, yeah. What What is it like about Littleton that is special to you? You've been here your whole life. I mean, mm -hmm. you stayed here for a reason. What What is that reason? Um, I like the community. I like the people. Um, they, they're growing. This town is growing all the time. And uh, it's like when, when Walmart wanted to come in this area, they, they applied to go to St. Johnsbury and they, I don't know what happened, but they ended up coming to Littleton. And when they came, it just made the town explode. Right. Uh, you know, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, all the big stuff, you know, came right behind it. Because you have about, uh, what is it, 6,000 residents? Yeah. Somewhere and then else. when that, and then during the day, you have quite a few more. Yeah, 18, probably 18,000. That's quite a few. Yeah. That's quite a few people running around during the day. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. back in the early days of the fire department, they might go two, three days without any call of anything because they didn't have the ambulance back then. Right. But now it's nothing to come in here. You know, they have, maybe they go to, uh, uh, we have two other surrounding towns that we take care of, uh, Sugar Hill and Easton on the ambulance, EMS. And uh, it's nothing to come in here and just walk in the door and the tone goes off again. Right. Yeah. Then we have to um, <laughs> figure out where we're going. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going where and all that stuff. But I do wish we had more, more of a call department, but it's just not in the cards anymore. It's a right. thing of the past. And back yeah. in the, you know, when I first started, we had what they call Plectron. Do you oh, remember I remember them? it. Okay. Yes, I remember those. Yeah. And, and we used had to be on top of my refrigerator. Yeah. And some places they didn't come in very well at all. Right, but right. we went from that, then we went to the pager and all that right. stuff. And it's changed a lot because we used to have a horn. Yep. Okay, if there, was a, they would, there would be an air horn on top of the town building. And if we had to go to the station, it would ring 33. Right? That was a report. That if not, if there was, we had some of them on different streets and they would, you know, blow. We need to have to go to that area. It was, it's, it's a big, big change. Absolutely. Because now we just press in where we're going and it's mapped. Yeah, and it's on cell phones now. And yeah. There's been, there's been yeah. quite a, yeah. quite a trend in the way technology has moved on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really cool <clears throat> to see. It was a pleasure talking to you, learning a little bit about the history of, of the department, especially with uh, the way the department's grown so much. Mm -hmm in the last few years. Uh, where would you like to see the department in, let's say, five years from now? I think you're really headed toward the regionalization. I think it's gonna happen. I really do. Um, because of the same situation we have, you don't have the volunteers, you know, you don't have the call departments. Right. And I, th I think, you know, they'll figure it out. There's a way to do it. If there's a will, there's a way, you know? And uh, um, right now we have, our, our chief that we have, um, he uh, he's great. Uh, if there's a call in another town, and they you know like a house fire or something like that, uh, he'll send our duty crew guys on duty right there, which helps a whole lot. You know we're working together with all the other towns. Uh, it's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you need to be progressive like that, mm -hmm. especially now. Yeah, more than ever to help each other. Yeah, um, and, just for that reason. And and you know we're appreciated. That's a big, big thing, you know? Absolutely. Like there's another guy over in uh, Franconia who's the same age I am, and he's still on the fire department. We've been on since, yeah. Yeah, we have a great time. <laughs>
Uh, and then you, you two uh, talk to each other about the growth in the fire oh, service. Absolutely. Because, yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because you've seen yeah. quite a quite a bit of change since oh, 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love talking to, to guys like you, to see yeah. you guys, because, you know, you have mm -hmm. all this amount of information and knowledge about the way things were. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important for young firefighters to talk to the senior guys. Oh, they do. Good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. 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 Because this is where the information comes from. And without your past, there is no future. Oh, right, and right. That, that's yeah. what I strongly believe in. This is why we're doing this, because mm -hmm. I feel like the firefighters need to know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I would like to see more people go into firefighting, but it's a certain you've got to have um, nowadays where you need really need to have the the cross ref, cross training with fire and EMS and stuff like that. Right. That I I think it's uh, it's going to happen, but um, it's it's a lot harder now to get on the department because you figure you got to get your level one minimum, right. then you got to get an EMT minimum. That's a lot of time. Absolutely, a lot, a lot of hours, of time. and it's a lot of a lot of dedication to, to do yes. want to do this and to help people. It's not for everyone. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And yeah. uh, it's been an honor talking to you. Thank you. And getting an opportunity to learn a little bit more about the, the history here at the fire department. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. All right, take care. Thank you. McQuillan, Fire Chief for Littleton Fire Rescue here in Littleton, New Hampshire. <laughs> Snowing out. Yeah. Yay! First snow of the season. Chief, when yeah. did you start here? Back in January of this year, actually. What was it like for transition for you? Um, it was pretty interesting coming from the southern part of the state, coming up here to northern New Hampshire and just kind of transitioning in with the guys here in the mutual aid district here. It's a little bit different just due to the uh, distance between departments um, with personnel up here. Um, but the guys made it pretty easy for me to transition into and, you know, I think it was a, it was a pretty smooth process. Um, in southern New Hampshire, we, we have a much larger population down there and I think communities are located much closer together. Your reliance on mutual aid um, and your neighbors coming in, they come in much quicker down in that area just due to the close proximity that you have with your neighbors. Up here in northern New Hampshire, it's spread out quite a bit. Um, you know, first alarm fire, you're arriving on scene, your mutual aid partners are probably a good 10 to 15 minutes away before they're showing up on scene with you. Um, so it kind of changes the uh, dynamics of tactics and strategy and you know kind of that risk assessment of, of no-go versus go. Um, so those those things are kind of they're a bit challenging up here just due to the distances and, and the time to, time travel. So Chief talk me through a regular day here uh, for a tour. For a tour for uh, for these guys it pretty much starts at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, they kind of come in they have a shift change that they do at the kitchen table. The officers kind of exchange the information from the day before. Firefighters kind of do the same thing with the uh, with the paramedic on the ambulance and the firefighter that's assigned for the shift. Um, after they spend a little bit of time for coffee in the morning and stuff, they're out on the floor kind of doing truck checks, uh, making sure everything's where it needs to be. Um, the duty officer of the day will take a look at the calendar, take a look at what we have for inspections, what we have for tours, and what's on the uh, docket that day for training. Um, a lot of changes here at Littleton Fire over the last couple of years. We have a fairly young 
young department with a lot of new hires that are coming in. So there's been a lot of probationary training happening almost on a daily basis. Um, so trying to fit those in with the calls um, and the service calls throughout the day and any of the fire prevention tours that have to get done or inspections that need to get done is, is the big challenge for them. Uh, but that pretty much occupies the day for them. Uh, you know, right up until about four or five o'clock when uh, they have a little bit of their own time to kind of sit back and kind of call it a day, um, depending on what the probationary firefighter needs to get completed that night. Chief, talk to me a little bit about uh, the importance of working with other agencies outside of Lytton yeah. surrounding. The, uh, up here, especially for us, the, re the reliance on my mutual aid partners is huge. Um, we, we go mutual aid to a lot of our communities, but uh, for any of the fires that we've had since I've been here, um, the reliance is very huge on them coming in with us as well. Um, with that delay in time, um, our closest full-time department is about 20 miles away in, in the state of Vermont. Um, so we rely heavily on our neighbors that are our volunteer and call departments coming in. Um, their chief officers helping to staff some of my uh, incident management team, even their personnel just backing up my crews going into the buildings and stuff has been instrumental. Um, our training programs up here, we train a lot with our mutual aid partners. Um, they come into Littleton and we go to their communities quite a bit. That reliance is just there because we have nobody else. We're spread pretty thin up this way and just like the rest of the country, we're dealing with the lack of uh, interest in call firefighter or volunteerism. So we're trying to combat that on a regional level and talk about how we can better utilize resources amongst all the departments starting people earlier uh, rather than waiting until we get on scene. So we base it off the phone call with what we call a first alarm assignment, which anybody that's reporting a building fire will try to meet 1710 by starting up to five towns to get enough personnel on scene to make a difference. Now, I noticed by uh, my time here that there's not a lot of fire hydrants, so you guys are, I'm assuming, working on a tanker task force or plans? Yep, um, especially here in Littleton. Downtown Littleton, uh, our biggest, if you will, population concentration, we have a lot of hydrants. Um, when we get out into the rural parts of town where we don't have those hydrants, um, I'm relying heavily on my tanker task force to come in from my neighboring departments. I have one... Um, 3,000 gallon tanker that I have here at the department. It's my only tanker that I have, so I'm relying heavily on those mutual aid partners to come in with their tankers to augment what I have. Um, just like I have an aerial that I'll, I'll send out mutual aid to any of my neighboring departments where they don't have one. Um, that way, I don't have to have everything. I can rely on them to bring in the stuff that I don't have, and I'll give them the stuff they don't have. Chief, talk to me about what makes Littleton so special to you. To me, it's the it's the it's it's the men and women of the department. They the they're the heart and soul of what Littleton Fire is. They make a difference every day out there. Uh, coming in here in the short period of time that I've been here with the EMS program that we had as a pilot program, they really, based on their interaction over the last couple of years, why this pilot program was going on, really won the residents over to supporting them and realizing they have a professional service here and a professional the department that actually cares for the community and. Has that empathy uh, when they're on scene. I think that the EMS is a, a component of the fire service where it allows it for greater interaction between you know the community and the firefighter. Would you agree? Absolutely 100%. I think they, they build those relationships um, and, and they really last. We see that we see the people that are coming in to say thank you and stuff and kind of just coming to see the guys and the guys seeing them out on the street and stuff um, you know when they're out just co -op, walking in downtown and stuff and they interact with with those families and stuff and check in on the patients and stuff and ask them how their loved ones doing. It really bridges that gap and shows that the, it's a community service that really cares about the community. As a fire chief, what does community mean to you? It, it means it means with the community being one to, to accomplish the same things, you know, helping out the community and, and showcasing what Littleton has in downtown. It's being able to um, 
work with every organization and kind of having that that commitment and, and that that drive to make it a better place. Absolutely. You know, I know it's hard. You're a brand new chief, and uh, some of these questions might be difficult, but. What's a five-year plan for you as a fire chief? Five-year plan for me is really, from a regional standpoint, is to is to work with our neighboring departments to actually be able to cover all the all the aspects of emergency services that we're going to have here in the North Country. Um, I think Littleton is kind of turning the page here for our department with EMS and where we're going with that, and kind of partnering with the hospital and and our communities around us to make sure that ALS care is there for everybody and that we we're getting the patients to where they need to be for for the service for whichever hospital it has to be that they're going to be at. Um, I think keeping those costs, you know, relatively low for everybody and, and kind of, you know, just making sure that life safety is taken care of in the next five years. As the fire chief of this department, what do you say to your community? I thank them for the support that they've given me in the 10 months that I've been here. Um, I ask them to trust and believe in the people they have working in this department, and I welcome them into this department to meet these people and see what we're doing. This is a town building. It's like we have the town. It's their fire trucks. I encourage them to, to approach them on the street, to come climb on the fire trucks, see what the assets are that they have, and know what we're giving for a service to the community and what hazards we can actually mitigate. In my short time here, the one thing that's impressed me so much in speaking to your firefighters, uh, getting a look at the bay floor, everything is clean, orderly, it's uh, professional. Um, yeah. In speaking to your firefighters, they are all professional. Uh, but the greatest thing I like is that the progression that I'm seeing here uh, in this department, because you have it's a rural department, it's a bedroom community on top of that, but they also have some tourism. Yep. And then, of course, you have all the woods. Um, what I like the most is the progression. Talk to me a little bit about how that progression's happened. It's, it, as they've kind of recognized the need for EMS, and we've seen with the pandemic, the use of trails, the snowmobile trails or the walking trails. We have a lot of hiking trails in town. Um, even in our neighbor communities where they, they extend into those communities, having the ability to go and actually perform our duties out in those trails is that, it's that progression that's occurring. And it's, it's recognized that and coming up with plans and procedures to actually make it to them. Um, we, we were fortunate enough to receive a donation Recently, have a lot of rescue equipment that will help us get there with UTVs and snowmobiles. Um, and my staff is really stepping up to the plate to develop policies and procedures and training programs to be able to utilize that equipment and be able to get to these patients um, and individuals, regardless of which community they're in, that border us so that we're actually giving them top-notch care and they're getting the best service that they can. Chief, it's a pleasure talking to you. And uh, honestly, thank you very much for having us into your home and getting an opportunity to see what Littleton Fire is about. No, thank you. I appreciate you coming and doing this, and this is a showcase for what the men and women of Littleton Fire have done. Um, they're an outstanding group of individuals, and I encourage anybody in the area, you know, tourists, it's like anybody that's coming through Littleton, if you want to stop by the firehouse, I encourage it. Come in, see what we're doing, see what's going on, and, and visit with the men and women of Littleton Fire. Thanks so much, Chief. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast, brought to you by Pin the Q Productions. Visit us at www.pintheq.com.